Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story. I'm your host, Koro Tarod, and I'm coming to you from the Galilee, where my wife and I live. Thank you for joining me today. On today's episode, I'll be discussing the ecological effects of weather modification agents, what the modern movement of climate engineering is doing to our planet's atmosphere, and how weather has been turned into a weapon. The Artistry of God Of all of God's beautiful and magnificent creations that He has designed, the open canvas that we see as we lift our heads is the wonderment that we call the sky. Every day the skies are different than the day before. Many days we can observe the sun's rays peeking through the clouds, and others are filled with ominous clouds that tell us thunderstorms are on the way. The expectation of the sunrise and sunset are still wonders of the modern world, as they were to the ancients in times past. The scriptures give us many examples of God's creative hands in the skies and heavens above. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14 says, Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. Psalm chapter 8 verses 3 through 4 say, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? Psalm 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Psalm 108 verse 4 states, For your loving kindness is great above the heavens, and your truth reaches to the skies. In this unquestionable and destructive era and age of man, one of God's most precious and handcrafted creations is under a devastating attack that threatens the very balance of the universe and life on planet Earth. A Statement of Our World Around 20 years ago, a dear friend of mine, who was a deeply committed believer in Yeshua, a retired military veteran, and someone who had been on covert operations during one of America's many overseas wars, asked me a question that still rings true today. I am paraphrasing his words. The question was, do you know where we get our health from? I pondered, paused, and waited for him to give me the correct answer. He said, 80% of our health comes from the air. According to research from the co-producer of the docu-series entitled The Truth About Cancer, there are over 700,000 toxic chemicals that exist in our world today. Many of these toxic chemicals roam freely in the air and are harmful to our lungs. How did this global phenomenon seemingly happen overnight, and where does it end? The Way We Learn It has been said before that the only way we learn and believe is when we experience that which another person has experienced and gone through. When I first moved to a certain location in the north of Israel in 2017, my neighbor used to talk to my wife and I about the chemical and aerosol spraying in the skies 
in the area we lived in. At first, I was very skeptical and didn't believe him. Then I started to look up at the skies in our neighborhood and saw planes flying, leaving white lines behind in the stratosphere above the clouds that expanded and eventually covered large portions of the sky. We further researched the subject of weather modification and we were shocked at what my wife and I discovered through articles about the history of climate engineering in the land of Israel. Israel and Geoengineering When we started to research about weather modification here in the land, we found that it had been going on since the early 1960s. In an article entitled, With Rains Returning to Israel, Cloud Seeding is Being Renewed, the article explained that silver iodide is a compound which, when combined with several other elements, cause an increase in the ice concentration inside the clouds and encourages rain to drop from them. During the 1960s and the 1970s, two cloud seeding experiments took place in northern Israel, which indicated a 13% rain increase. Northern Israel was targeted due to the Sea of Galilee and Israel's desire to fill the water table there, which provides water to the entire nation. CEO Amit Lang of EMS Mikarot is quoted as saying, Cloud seeding is a unique technology, which we developed as part of the State of Israel's actions to maximize water reservoirs in the country. These days, Israel is a world leader in the field and manages to retain 96% of rainwater which comes down in its area. Using cloud seeding technology, we hope to increase the amount of water conserved. End quote. According to an article called Dodging Silver Bullets, How Cloud Seeding Could Go Wrong, it says, While cloud seeding is not a new technology, the first experiments took place in the 1940s. It fell out of favor in the 1980s for being a quote-unquote unacceptable ethical and environmental hazard. It is now back on the policy agenda as a climate adaptation strategy. The silver ion is among the most toxic of heavy metal ions, particularly to microorganisms and to fish. The question is not, is cloud seeding harmful? But how harmful? Silver iodide has been found to be highly toxic to fish, livestock, and humans. Numerous medical articles demonstrate that humans absorb silver iodide through the lungs, nose, skin, and gastrointestinal tract. Israel and God's Commands In the book of Leviticus, God outlines specific guidelines for His people Israel regarding rain, fruitful crop production, and peace and safety with its surrounding neighbors. These three important categories are what Israel needs for sustainable social and agricultural development. Water for daily life, crop production, and maintaining peace without weather warfare. Israel, like many other nations, has taken matters into their own hands, trading God's laws for technological advancement. In Leviticus chapter 26, 
Verses 3 through 8, it says, If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season, and the ground will yield its crops, and the trees their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until planting, and you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I will grant you peace in the land, and you will lie down. And no one will make you afraid. I will remove wild beasts from the land, and the sword will not pass through your country. You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall by the sword before you. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand, and your enemies will fall by the sword before you. Yet, for Israel's disobedience, it says in verse 14 But if you will not listen to me and carry out all these commands, And if you reject my decrees and abhor my laws and fail to carry out all my commands and so violate my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will bring on you sudden terror, wasting diseases and fever that will destroy your sight and sap your strength. You will plant seed in vain because your enemies will eat it. I will set my face against you so that you will be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you, and you will flee even when no one is pursuing you. An Open Secret In an article by Matt Anderson, published in 2012, former executive advisor of Aerospace and Defense says few people in the civil sector fully understand that geoengineering. Is primarily a military science and has nothing to do with either cooling the planet or lowering carbon emissions. While it may sound like science fiction, weather has been weaponized. At least four countries the United States, Russia, the People's Republic of China, and Israel possess the technology and organization to regularly alter weather and geologic events. For various military operations. Indeed, warfare now includes the technological ability to induce, enhance, or direct cyclonic events, earthquakes, drought, and flooding. The United States military has been engaged for decades in aerial spraying of harmful toxins. Aerial injection of these chemicals appear to have become an international operation sometime around 2010. And is presumably based on a secret international agreement, according to the Journal of Geography, Environment, and Earth Science International. Three separate lives, one overall conclusion. Former U.S. Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development for Housing, Catherine Austin Fitz, noticed planes flying constantly around with condensation that remained in the sky. She found it very strange, but started to connect the dots when large amounts of money went missing from a covert government operation account. Former U.S. Air Force member, environmental bioengineer, and industrial hygienist Kristen Megan Edwards started on a quest to debunk the U.S. military's involvement in geoengineering and found out that U.S. taxpayers. We're paying for hazardous and life threatening chemicals for military weather engineering 
that were hurting workers of the military. Founder of Geoengineering Watch, Dane Wigington, an executive producer of the documentary The Dimming, went to live off the grid in Southern California, only to find out he couldn't due to the fact that the solar panels he installed on his property were not efficient enough to produce solar energy due to the smog and weather modification of the area he lived in. These three lives, one a former top-level government employee, another a former military scientist, and the last, a solar energy expert, all came to the same conclusion of the clear and present danger that climate engineering is doing in the United States. Not only is the United States government conducting wide-scale weather modification, most other governments around the world through systematic geoengineering are orchestrating an ongoing assault in the atmosphere that threatens the air quality, health, and existence of life as we know it on planet Earth. The Dimming The name of the groundbreaking documentary is more than the dimming of the Earth's direct light from the sun caused by chemical engineering. This first-of-a-kind film is a compilation of retired military whistleblowers, former heads of state, scientists, and researchers who share in detail about the war that the world is under from the skies above. The film gives the viewing audience a working definition for geoengineering and its history. A simple definition of geoengineering is stratospheric aerosol injection in the skies. An explanation of the process is that the basic building blocks of climate engineering is to saturate the atmosphere with electrically conducted light scattering particles and polymers like aluminum. These particles are then manipulated with powerful radio frequency microwave transmissions. These transmissions that can heat the upper layers of the Earth's ionosphere are used to create pressure zones that steer upper-level wind currents, and these particles can then move air masses. Have you heard of the facility in Alaska known as the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program known as HARP? There are about a hundred of these centers around the world that send electromagnetic waves and beam radio frequencies into the atmosphere. They steer winds and create high-pressure heat domes in the ionosphere. One of the challenging scenarios throughout the meteorological world is that everyday weathermen and women have been sworn to secrecy about geoengineering and strange weather patterns. The documentary The Dimming explained that in 1891, before mankind could even fly planes, scientists were experimenting with weather modification systems. And even in the year 1920, they created artificial clouds. Nature is affected. The executive producer of the documentary The Dimming, Dane Wigington, said, Perhaps the greatest lie perpetrated on the population is the denial of climate engineering of the weather. It's not just the human population that is under attack. So is the insect world. One of the most important pollinators is the bee, and bees are dying 
from aluminum toxicity and showing signs of dementia like in humans. The physicist Albert Einstein once said, if the bee disappears from the surface of the earth, man would have no more than four years left to live. It's all connected. What does the Sahara dust, heat domes, forest fires, droughts, snowstorms, tornadoes, and cyclones all have in common? They are all manipulated by weather modification systems on the earth, sky, and outer space. In 1962, the late President Lyndon Baines Johnson, speaking at his alma mater at Southwest Texas State University, shared that America had the ability from space to become the master of infinity, being able to have the power to control the Earth's weather, cause droughts and floods, famines and change the ocean tides, and raise sea levels to divert the Gulf Stream and change temperate climates to frigid. This type of weather warfare is exactly what we are witnessing around the world now. Countries are creating famines in neighboring nations, engineering tornadoes, record-setting snowfall from snowstorms, and even causing massive earthquakes and violent tsunamis. President Johnson's exact words on weather warfare are, it lays the predicate and foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit men to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. End quote. What's actually happening? In an attempt to control the Earth's climate and cool the Earth's temperature by trapping the heat at night, scientists have severely damaged the Earth. Dane believes that there are over a hundred harp facilities around the Earth, and these powerful structures bounce signals and frequencies off of the atmosphere changing climates, manipulating upper-level atmospheric ocean currents, and are responsible for creating the La Nina and the El Nino weather systems. In the name of solar radiation management, scientists have injected nanoparticles into the atmosphere like graphene oxide, aluminum, barium, and manganese that when inhaled are a toxic blend of destruction. Dane believes that through synergetic toxicity that these nanoparticles have contributed to the decline of the overall health of the world's population. Defining nanoparticles. The term nanoparticle in its most simple terms means that it is undetectable to the human eye. Dane Wigington said that 220 million toxic materials are released into the world every day, affecting weather, crops, oil, microbiome, and plankton in the water column. In one single breath, 20 million nanoparticles are ingested. To break down nanoparticles even further, tens of thousands of nanoparticles can be found on one human hair, and these nanoparticles cross the blood-brain barrier. My question is, how much of these harmful and toxic materials are causing the explosion of Alzheimer's, dementia, and all types of cancers to the world's population? The counterfeit. 
At one time in history, volcanoes cooled the Earth's climate. Yet what we are witnessing today is a scientific community that wants to try and duplicate that process unnaturally. But is the cure worse than the disease? Harvard physicist Professor David Keith has suggested spraying sulfuric acid to make carbon dioxide to emulate volcanoes. When he was asked about the possibility of many lives being lost to spraying toxic aerosols in the skies, he shrugged it off as casualties that happen in our climate-controlled world. To understand what is truly behind this demonic climate engineering attack is to unmask it for what it is. It's so much more than cooling the earth, reflecting harmful UV rays, and preventing the world's climate from getting warmer. It's a globalist depopulation agenda. The public statement by Thomas Ferguson, State Department Office of Population Affairs, once said in 1981, "Once population is out of control, it requires authoritarian government." Even fascism to reduce it. An interview with Dane Wigington. He has been called the Noah of his generation, informing the public about the all-out war that climate engineers are doing to the Earth's atmosphere, and that by 2025, the Earth could see a functional collapse to the ozone layer. He feels that by the year 2030, the world may be in such an atmospheric freefall. That it will threaten the entire population of humanity and the continuation of life on the planet. Recently, Dane visited Maria Z's show called the Uncensored Podcast a few times and said that our ionosphere has been altered and engineered so much over the last 75 years that the weather has become irreparable and that the Earth's atmosphere is no longer natural. Everyday remedies, because the Earth is being assaulted with harmful toxins that are causing an assortment of health conditions, there are some things we can do to counteract this worldwide onslaught. Firstly, the Scriptures tell us that we are in a battle against the prince of the power of the air. We need to pray against the demonic forces that are vying for control. Over the air that we breathe, praying against this force is vital for everyday living. Secondly, we can use some natural remedies that God has provided for us in nature to rid the body of harmful toxins, specifically aluminum and heavy metals that affect cognitive health. Silica drops detox aluminum from the body. Silica is found in cilantro. And Fiji water has the highest concentration of silica in store-bought waters. Bentonite clay and activated charcoal also bind to and eliminate heavy metals and other harmful toxins from within inside the body. The fiery furnace that is planet Earth. In this world of man-manipulated heat domes, wildfires, and prolonged droughts. That produce debilitating famines. We can take comfort from the lives of the three ancient Hebrews: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were exiled to Babylon. Due to their faith, 
and stand in God. King Nebuchadnezzar ordered them to be put in a blazing hot furnace, which killed the men who put them in there. May we have the courage and faith of these men who were placed in the fiery furnace, but came out unsinged and unhurt because the Son of God was with them in their moment of crisis. As long as we have the Messiah, Yeshua of Israel, with us, we don't have to fear anything the world brings us. The New Living Translation of Romans chapter 8, verse 39 says, No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Messiah Jesus, our Lord. Join me next time on Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story, when I will bring you more news from the land. See you soon.